If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the show has started. Um, actually, before we officially start the show, we're going to let you pour yourself some Casamigos. It's now and you tr- brought Casamigos it, because it's a you tradition. care about me. No, you have to pour it yourself, love. Because okay, yeah. last no, no, time no, 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 no. That's I poured for, for Brian, um, the man acted like I roofied him. <laughs> and so, Ooh, that pop. I love how you're doing ASMR. Girl, it's not Sprite. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, you can hear me the bottle. I'm going to pour no, my you own. know, okay, because I'm just trying <laughs> to make that, sure that, you know. Now that you I see you how you're. You don't even have a mixer. Just make sure you keep your, your mouth near the, near, the, near the mic. Okay, so we that got we can, you. Yeah. We'll keep that directed at uh, me. Um, I'm just going to say that go. she poured the Casamigos like it was water. Um, I'm already scared of you. It's refreshing. Yes. Uh, tell the audience who you are as we cheers to the good life. So am I. Um, I'm Erica Simone. I'm a public relations and communication specialist. Um, I've done a lot Ooh. of work for uh, a lot of labels, including Blue Note um, and a couple of other fun things. Um, currently working with building ESPR, uh, which is the umbrella firm for all the work that I'm doing. And uh, hoping to tell you some good news in the future. I don't want to do it just yet. Don't jinx it. Uh huh. Yeah, I want to wait until yes, and then we'll come back and we'll have yet another excuse to pop some bottles. And I am still Blue Toulousma, and you are listening and hopefully watching Human Eyes. Let's play the music. You don't have to. You don't have to. Use, <laughs> music, music, music. The music is coming in, but here's the I'm thing. So, so I ain't drinking. Yeah, no, no social cues because this is in post. Okay. Uh, okay. So one of the things I Sexy. will say is that like the Casamigos, um, we've been drinking brown liquor the last couple of episodes. I forgot. No, no henny. No henny truce. No, no, I don't do henny. Okay. No henny truce. Because I'm not trying to have oh, yeah. like I, children. Oh my god. The FBI yeah. would come after me. But no, we, no, there was a really smooth brown liquor, like a single barrel somebody that was amazing. Okay. But the problem with that one is it made the conversations very sexual. And <laughs> the irony is that this episode is about asexuality. Yes, it is. So I felt like, you know, brown looking Betty needs to stay home. You are really <laughs> drinking that Casamigos like it's Sprite. I mean, you don't have Erica, a Erica, you tell on yourself. For those of you who are watching us on Patreon, you saw how she gulped it. That's fine. <laughs> Before we get to talking about the main topic, because um, this episode is called Let's Talk About A-Sex. Mm-hmm. Get it? Let's talk about sex, but like with the A in front. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about hot topics first. Okay. <laughs> the first topic is, as we were driving over here, uh, Erica pointed out that the moon, the full moon was aggressive. Like it, it, it looked like the Samuel L. Jackson of full moons. Um, <laughs> I feel like it cussed me out. So the full moon has come out. Um, I think it's trying to commemorate the fact that we all just barely survived Mercury retrograde. A point as me, as somebody who's a spiritualist, there's no such thing as Mercury in met- retrograde. That's not a thing. You guys made that up. That's like saying Valentine's. Um, <laughs> so there's no, such thing, yeah, there's no such thing as Mercury in retrograde. It's Mercury okay. retrograde. Okay. Black folks added the whole extra word 
in the middle of Mercury and retrograde just so they could crack jokes. Just just to enhance it. You understand? Y'all just want to be able to crack jokes about microbraids and stuff. There's no end, okay? <laughs> Calgary is in microbraids. I'm telling you okay, that Calgary. in astrology, we can have like your Venus is in Gemini, <laughs> right? So, so I think they, they conflated those two things and said Mercury was in retrograde. No, mm-hmm. there's no Mercury retrograde in somebody's chart. If there was, I would say, please run. Um, <laughs> so how did you, and, and please guys, now that I've said that, I don't ever want to hear the in ever again. Mercury retrograde, two words. Now that we've described what it actually is, when it was moonwalking backwards all up and through your life the last three weeks, okay, how have you survived or thrived or learned about life in the last month that Mercury has been retrograding? Um, wow. Safe space. Okay. Um, stay patient. Ooh, that's a good one. Stay patient. If you stay patient and you work hard and you be kind, um, even those who are retrograding or getting their retrograde or whatever it may be, don't mm-hmm. yell at me. <laughs> um, they they will get theirs and you will work on yours and that is your lane to stay in. Definitely just stay patient. So you cussed out nobody this entire month. Right. For those of you who can't, who aren't watching us, uh, Erica's you know. telling herself. So nobody got cussed out because you were staying patient. That's what you learned. I mean, that's a different type of patience that's that that's required there. And you know, Clubhouse just has me cussing out everybody. So, so you're still know. thriving on Clubhouse. Wow, that is wild. How that's still a thing I, for some people. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, no tea. No Clubhouse is an interesting thing where. Many of us have, like, staged a mass exodus. Yes. And then others have, like, thrived and created, like, tent communities over there. I love that you're part of that second group. What is Clubhouse like post the huge uptick in popularity I had a couple months ago? Um, Yeah, so that was great. I got there, actually, wow, wild. One year anniversary. Me too, yeah. On Friday, I think it was. And um, uh, how has it just, it's just, everything has changed. Um, there was, it was, it had a, a level of exclusivity, um, that was really, you know, invite only. And it was, that, and that was I, I'm really, tell you right now, that was gone were, by Thanksgiving of last ex- year. Yeah, it was done. So, um, once that was done and the app went wide, it, it did change the energy a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at that point I had been there, um, for so long that I had established my community and oh, I got nice. my little niche and, um, it really does help when there are people there that just can co-sign what you've done. Uh, in terms of work and in terms of music, so I kind of just slid in there and uh, see for you that makes sense too because you're also in in the, when it comes to people in the music industry in particular, yeah, yeah. The clubhouse I can see could be a huge asset for you as far as networking. I saw somebody posted on their Twitter I think last week. Wow, I've met so many amazing people on Clubhouse. I was like Clubhouse, <laughs> but it took me a second like, but that's when I realized like Blue Check yourself. It's still possible. It's still possible. So for those of us who have left Clubhouse. Recognizing that some of you guys are holding down the fort is kind of awesome. And I'm coming back to Clubhouse uh, yeah, we'll get back to that. next Thursday just for you. Oh, right. Just yes, for you. Need. That just, just shows you me. how much I love you. you I'm do. coming out of hiding. I'm going to bring the whole 20 thou out for you. Like, I'm going to bring the full everybody. I'm bringing out all the socials. You we're guys, gonna we're going to make sure that, that Erica's social information is in the description of this episode so you guys can You're follow her. We, should right we now. even put your Clubhouse name? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, um, I don't think I've ever done that before. Well, you know, it's Erica Simone across the socials. And Simone can be spelled by eight different ways, depending on (laughs) what part of the country you're from. (laughs) So we'll make sure. And Erica, right. So Mm E-R-I-C-K-A, Simone like Nina. 
Uh, oh, S- that's a great I way of putting it. So yeah. you went for the classic route. Mm. No accent use. No, 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 no accents. No extra. You so know. unlike Raven Simone, you don't have random dashes. <laughs> for, well, Simone. For no, 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 no. We went with the uh, traditional Nina Simone. Dad was obsessed. So yeah, he's lucky he got that name in there to be cool. No, I love that because my, my the first novel that I tried to write, I got about a hundred pages in and then fell in love and forgot how to write for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my main character was named Nina after Nina Simone. Oh, so I, I, I I love her. My heart. No me quite past. I love Nina now. Simone. No, so, all right, so you said you survived retrograde. Mm-hmm. You, Minimal cussing out. You marginally cussed out a couple people who probably deserved it. Mm-hmm. You already know what the story is. Yeah. I can it, imagine. Thank you. So one thing, speaking of wanting to cuss people out, and this is going to be something controversial that we're going to touch on very quickly, Erica. We can't sit in this because I posted... For a couple of hours, my brief thoughts on it, and I think I heard a lot of people's feelings. I meant everything I said, so I'm not taking it back. Cheers to you, queen. But for the sake of people's uh, self-esteem, as they say, um, I'm not going to belabor the points. What were your thoughts about the Dave Chappelle special? The word comedy is optional. What did you think about the Dave Chappelle special? Broad strokes only, because I don't want to derail the episode. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to keep this. Erica, keep your mouth in the mic. Erica's taking a deep breath because she does not want to. Okay, let me not. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. um, mm. Hot topics, guys. Mm. Hot. <laughs> she got me, too. You see how I'm on camera right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, can't even. Okay. I'm very proud of the team that's put that together. Um, mm. I want to uh, shout out Tina Ferris and Tina Ferris Tours, who has been an influential uh, part of my business career. I love that. And uh, all the black women and all the women that are behind the scenes putting that together for Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if anything were to come of that, I think we want to uh, look at his team has been solid, uh, including Tina's work. As a rock. Uh, but when we get as a rock, like a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the as for the thing, it's pushing buttons. People are upset. There are topics that need to be talked about. I don't think that everything needs to be talked about in that way. Um, you know, not everything is for everybody. Not everything is going to be well received. But I think as long as we're trying to be understanding of maybe where he's coming from, and as long as he's understanding of where everyone else is coming from, which I don't, which I don't think he is, I, you know, and mm-hmm. that's been a lot of feedback on that too. Like, is he really understanding of what he's doing or what the impact is? So um, I'm, I'm, I have to, I literally, I have to claim a neutrality to it. I don't want. Um, it's not. It's not. I don't call a thing a thing, beloved. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like I want I want to speak for the community, but because I'm not of that community, I don't want to seem like I'm. And then you know I can't really speak for Dave Chappelle. That's a grown ass man. He can do what yeah, he wants. He spoke yet yeah, exactly. So I'm not really. I'm just like you know if you wanted to watch something, watch uh, watch uh, Nanette by Hannah Gadsbury or something. Now that's got some great uh, detailed nuance about sexuality gender identity who she went off that's that's how i like to direct it if that's not popping for you we don't have to talk about that but some other things for you blue i got i, I can get you to that will give you more entertainment and connect with who you are and what you identify with for sure i i that was I, the best way of bullshitting my I, way I, through that one. i love everybody. that and, and because of the work that we do there's politics involved i'm not gonna uh right front there are people from Chappelle's team who have followed my accounts and hit me up when i write certain things about him right i'm gonna tell you this i for the most part of my adult life was a, a huge Dave Chappelle fan. Right. I think and, we all were. Yeah. And I also um, have defended his right to have pr- provocative topics. So I will say this. 
I am a cultural critic by trade, which means I don't do it on Twitter for likes. I actually get six-figure checks based on cultural critique. Yes. It is not a hobby. It is my full career over a decade into the game. I have to say that because I am... Thank you for that, but you know I appreciate that. But you I'm not somebody who does this for fun or for likes. It's actually something that, that is my bread and butter and feeds my family. Yes. So being provocative in no way moves me because it's literally how I live my life, right? So I'm not someone who said, oh my God, this is so edgy and provocative, I can't take it. Yeah. I'm not that girl. Okay. My issue is the difference between punching up and punching down. Mm -hmm. And I think the huge intellectual blind spot of that special is that it purported as if, like it acted as if, as if there's gay people and black people mm -hmm. and completely ignored those who Intersections. are Intersections. And by doing that, it was unintelligent because it left out not only a huge majority of the room, particularly those who look like Chappelle, mm -hmm. it also left out the folks who could be in the most danger based on what he said. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about white folks versus um, who are gay versus black folks who are not gay, right. it's actually black trans people, black and brown trans people, who are gonna be most likely, statistically exactly. speaking, be murdered mm -hmm. by those who are being emboldened by what you were saying. Exactly. So while you're you're acting as if there's no Venn diagram and there's the gays over here and the blacks over here, you're actually creating a space where people who are emboldened and feel seen by what you said mm. are feeling even more emboldened to kill people. Exactly. The exact rhetoric that was being shared is what gets black and brown trans people and gay people killed. Yeah. And as someone whose trans friend was murdered mm -hmm. by a group of black men who mm -hmm. thought she was a freak, I can't pretend that what happened was okay in that special. Mm -hmm. And also too, I have a black male friend who knows nothing about the trans community. And he was having a conversation with another black male friend who thought it was brilliant. By the way, it wasn't brilliant. I wasn't so provoked and edgy, whatever. I thought it was actually kind of lazy to be perfectly honest. And to me, all that special did was underline the ignorance of the audience. If you thought Dave Chappelle's special mm -hmm. was edgy and informative, all you're doing is revealing how little you know about the trans community. So all you guys did was show your own ignorance. It's like when white folks are watching Sage Steele talk and they're like, oh, Sage Steele, that neg negress is so provocative. But actual black people who know, things, really? who know things about actual blackness are like, she ain't saying nothing special. Nothing She's just a cool, right? New. Like you're just taking things that are hateful towards us, but saying it in a way that appeals those who already have a problem with us. And, so there's a confirmation uh, bias that is happening that's not actually brilliant to those who she's speaking about. So to yes, and to generates be, revenue for those. Uh huh. Talk about on the it. other side of that, while you know harming others that are actually in danger. I see it. So for me, it's great. Dave to Chappelle sit and listen was, in these was spaces, exactly. People. Dave Chappelle mm -hmm. was only provocative to those who are ignorant about trans people, yes. and you wanted a popular black man who you love and respect to make your ignorance feel like brilliance. But for those of us who are not ignorant, it wasn't all that edgy. There was no gotchas. You know, I, I wasn't intellectually stimulated by what happened. And so, and what my, but, but the two black men that I saw discussing it, one was championing it and he said, well, you know, it's a comedy special. It's supposed to be comedy. And my other black male friend who I adore for saying this said, okay, so did you laugh? And he was like, oh shit, I didn't. So exactly. This wasn't a, co a comedy special when it's at the height of its brilliance makes okay. you think and laugh and learn. None of those three things happened for those of us who were in the room who knew what it really was. Right. So it wasn't even funny enough for me to be like, oh, this is edgy comedy. It was an ill-informed TED Talk, in my opinion. 
<laughs> right? That would have been better served with the research team. That's my girl. So That's my girl. all Dave Chappelle did was give black people who are too tired from dealing with their own oppression to learn about another oppressed group an excuse to sound like white folks. Hmm. Sounds like the pedagogy of the oppressed to me, actually. Oppression Olympics. Yes, Meanwhile, very much. the black gays who love you and are working with you and who are in your families, we spend all day like literally arguing with white folks outside just to come home and watch and watch and watch you watch Dave Chappelle laughing. So we're getting it from both ends. Which is why I've been really quiet about this because, you know, I'm not going to say that I liked or that I hate, especially not that I liked because right. I know that people are upset with this right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking the time to shut up and listen. But we're not upset because you guys blew our minds. No, it's no, so no, no, no. provocative. So we can get into that too, real Child. quick. Hot, hot, hot topic, real quick. I'm tired of him talking about it. Let's look, let's get into it. It's his third special where he's addressing this, and he's not going to be canceled. So those are like who are like yeah, cancel no, culture. No, 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 no. I will say I... this. Let I, me I, not, not. I was gonna, I was going to lie and say I'm going to say this one last time. I'm probably not. I'm probably going to repeat this every repeat episode. Repeat it every day. Holding people accountable is not cancel culture. Saying, brother, you got it wrong is not cancel culture. Dave Chappelle is going to still be a millionaire when this is over. He's still going to be able to pay his rent, walk down the street, and have make sure his whole team can eat. The black trans people who are now going to be taunted by those who say, well, Chappelle said y'all are tripping. So y'all must be tripping. never canceled anyway. Right? Dave Chappelle's not the one getting canceled by this. So stop this whole thing of y'all can't cancel Dave Chappelle. We know. We are getting murdered, though. You're worried about black man's ego while I'm worrying about a whole subsection of the black community's livelihoods. Do you see how we are not the same? We are not the same. You're protecting one man's ego while I'm literally trying to protect a marginalized community that's being disproportionately murdered. Mm -hmm. So my thoughts on Dave Chappelle is for all those friends who felt like they had a gotcha. I was so embarrassed for them. Girl, no. I got so many text messages. Gotcha. Ooh, girl, this pushed the envelope. You ready to talk about this? I was like, girl, I would lap around you like LeBron James at the Special <laughs> Olympics if I really tried to have this conversation with you. I do not want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> And I'm not saying that to sound ableist, guys. Nah, to, no. to my friends who are part of the community, I'm not trying to sound ableist. I'm literally trying to show you she's a jarring, with you today. a jarring narrative. Right? I chose violence this morning, yeah, guys. She did, and she hasn't stopped the whole day. Mm -mm. So I'm gonna let it rock too. For, for you mental giants who hit me up like, "Oh, blue, I got you. How about the Chappelle special?" I would lap around you with just facts and not even get to my opinion. Right. Right. I, I don't even right. have to because everything I just stated, by the way wasn't a matter of just pure opinion. You could Google everything I just no, said. No, it's facts. It's all fact-based. Statistical. It's all statistics, yeah, guys. So. This is so lazy that I don't even have to have an opinion. The facts itself are a drag. Yeah. But a lot of you don't have access to the facts, and that's why you thought it was in, like innovative and A lot of people ignore the facts, sweetheart. A lot of people are very aware of the facts, and just at this point, they choose to look the other way because it's either their entertainment or their personal comedy, or their personal, you know, whatever, their favorite. So they can turn a blind eye to things like this when it's their favorite and they're not being affected by it, so. Yeah, and I hate when he said, when he was trying to defend the baby, which is an interesting stance. And Yikes! He, and, and he said, you know, you can, the baby can shoot a, 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 a can shoot a black man in Walmart and it's fine, but he can't offend the gays. But guess what he can now do? The baby can now beat up a trans woman or call her out her name or misgender her or cause any kind of emotional because, violence towards her and he'll get away with it because of you, Dave. So that analogy needs to finish. Finish the analogy. Mm. Because you're talking about, the again, gays and blacks, but the gay blacks, mm. 
are still in danger and you're not helping. And he also used the term name turf. Turf is for those who believe. Yeah, can you get into that for me? Turf a are, bit? are femi- feminists who only believe biological women are so women. Trans. Uh, exclusionary. They're exclusionary. Like, so if you are not born okay. with lady parts, they do not consider you a woman, right? Okay. Saying turf when you're talking about trans people is like saying Nazi when you're talking about the Jews. Right. So for you to use a term that is so violent and to say it casually, and then make a, ju- a joke about sexual abuse, haha, comedy, literally punching down. And then you say things like, mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner's cool, uh, you know, a white trans person who can't speak for the black community that's dying. Who tried to run for things in California for somebody like me who's very interested and involved in politics and found that to be very, very, very disappointing at best. We'll and then you that. cite your white trans friends are saying it's okay. Your white trans friends are not who Oh, they love to they love to bring in right their now. their um either their blankety blank friend that has them that gives them permission to talk about the same thing. But doesn't that sound thing, like when the Republicans the bring on Stacy Dash and and Sage Steele and Candace um crunchy That's edges? Stacy Dash got the life sucked out of her. When skin I tell you that every single life. thing that Tucker Carlson it disappointed me. Stacey. Every single thing that Tucker Carlson <sighs> does on Fox News happened during that Chappelle special and black folks did not see the analogy because we are playing oppression Olympics where we we only see privilege when it belongs to someone else. Else. Yeah. Every single thing, I can literally draw you a diagram. Everything that Fox News has done to marginalize the black community and pretend to have a gotcha be brilliant is what happened in that special. Yeah. And we see it clear as day when it's about race, but we don't see when it's about sexuality and sexual identity you know, people, or gender identity, I should so say. So people that don't deal with the issues that we do, um, specifically on the uh, gender issue side, because me over here and my side, that's something different. Um, they do not have the ability to really see uh, what we see because it's not an issue for them. It comes down to just it's, since they do not experience it. It ha- doesn't happen. But the gag is their brothers who look just like them are experiencing it. Because you have somebody gay or trans or Somebody's gender non-conforming in your family. The black church would crumble if all the gays left, y'all. Let's talk about that on another show. What? 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 what There'd choirs? be no black church what without choirs? the gays. What choirs? Who's, would there be? who's what, singing who to Christ in falsetto? <laughs> okay. <laughs> who's getting that upper, upper range? Okay, so let me woosah. Nam Yoho Renge Kyo. Uh, Erica found out that I was uh, Buddhist and like lost her mind when she came to my house earlier. Um, baby. Yeah, I, I love I love the fact that you understand why. Yeah, no, you can be important. a spicy Buddhist, guys. You can be about peace, but you know, do no harm but take no shit. It's still my life mantra. Mm, five so, worlds of hell and five worlds of heaven. Try to stay in the upper five. Try let's, to stay. Let's, in the let's pivot away from Chappelle because uh, I feel like I heard about a bunch of people's feelings with the facts. And I want those of you who need some salve or a cool drink. And to be frank, you need to spend your time on something that empowers and, and makes you happy. But you I, th- I, mean? I, th- I think being a non-trans human standing up for the trans community did empower me. So for the okay. LGBTQ plus people who I love and who feel safe around me, I'm taking this bullet for them. Like I needed them to know that I stand with them, this is even when it's not popular you. opinion. This is why I sit with you. This is why I'm tired of shit today. Excuse my French. I don't know if I'm allowed to say We can that. swear, girl. I've been I'm swearing. tired of shit, y'all. We've been partying with the cool kids all weekend, and Blue was like, come through. And I was like, 
well, now I have to just throw on the face. I love that you show up for me. There's a, 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 a thing now where yeah. all the guests who come now are people who like really do show up for me. And since we're talking about the LGBTQ community before we pivot away, I am wearing a shirt today. Yeah. And the shirt that I'm wearing today. Get into it. Um, it's, it's featuring a gay icon, Janet Jackson, but the shirt is actually made by our friend Blair of Blairisms. Hi, Blair. We love Hi, you, Blair. Brandon. Rare and Brandon are an amazing uh, black male, a same gender loving couple. We adore them. It's how we met. It is how we met. So the fact that I was going to be talking about the Chappelle show and I was going to have you on the show, it felt like the perfect time to shout Blair out. So please, guys. Full circle shit going on. Full circle. If you want to actually help the gay community and support black businesses at the same time, please check out Blairisms. That's B-L-A-I-R-I-S-M-S. Blairisms. Mm -hmm. Um, We love them. They're good people. um, And I wanted to make sure that we uplifted a gay black business Look while having this conversation. Look at you taking uh, take each and every little intersectionalities, my friend. So speaking of we people talk who talk about it, we be about be it. About be it. about it. Be about it. Speaking of people who talk about it, but I'm not sure if they be about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about Kanye West? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just joking. <laughs> Erica's like, wait, <laughs> I thought we just pivoted. Are you trying to give me a trick? She's trying to give me a I'm just joking. We did see the Cosmigos. We, we did have Kanye West on the list, but I realized I don't have the bandwidth to do Chappelle and Kanye on the same show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm making an executive decision. We gonna skip the Kanye topic. If if you like Kanye, then great. I'm getting off easy, y'all. Look, I have no <laughs> hate for Kanye in my heart. I was little again, one of Kanye's biggest fans. Yes. I think we all were at some point. There was a musical genius that was there. And, you know, I'll never forget John Brown, Kanye. Oh. Graduation. He went and got he, Fiona. He he's a, got Fiona Kanye West, I think, is a musical genius. And I don't think we're being hyperbolic when we say that. Mm, but but, but. This, the spirit of Harriet Tubman stops me from continuing to be on his bandwagon. So let's pivot to something a little bit lighter. <laughs> Let's move to tra- I chose violence this and morning. And you haven't stopped, and I salute you. And I mean everything, by the way, guys. If y'all see me in the street, somebody had to learn this the hard way recently. If I say something that you think is controversial and you see Stop. me in the street, I'm going to repeat it to your Taurus face. Taurus energy. Okay? Taurus energy. I'm going to repeat it to your face. I don't say anything I don't mean. And I have no incentive Taurus. to change because it's how I pay my bills. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is <laughs> Travis and Courtney. Speaking of the Kanye camp-ish. Oh. What do we think hmm. of Courtney Kardashian? That's finding love with her. Mind you, they were friends for a long time. They were friends for a long time. Yeah. I I was interested about that because I always think once somebody's your guy friend, you don't you can't look at them you like that anymore. Can't really take that. But yeah. the love of her life was there in the background the whole time, the watching whole... Scott Disick eat up her thirties. <laughs> Eat her whole 29, He 30, ate her a whole decade 20, of her life. Yeah, she, he got like a good two decades out of that chick. So what like, do we think about Kourtney Kardashian finding love with her homie? So I'm absolutely for it. I'm a huge fan of Travis. I'm a huge fan of his family, his style, his fathering. Oh, uh, I love he that. Is, yeah, he's a great father. He's a great person. He's a great musician. Um, Courtney, you know, like I'm happy that she seems to have peace. I think there- I've never seen her this happy. Exactly. I just want you guys to be happy. I have nothing negative to say about none of that. I just want you to be happy, Queen. And it looks like you found a good one to be happy with. He cute. He's on. He. I saw that in the roses and the cheers, Queen. I heard that he's, forever. I God think, bless y'all. What did he say? He feels invincible with her. Yeah, he feels invincible. I want to be, empowered. I, I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting shivers. I can't imagine having a partner that makes me feel empowered and invincible. Yeah. Y'all think I'm a problem now. <laughs> Don't let a man tell it Don't let me find my person. Okay, the person in general. Ooh, we so we're, we're, we're for it, right? Yes. Okay, because... I'm, I'm for it. I actually, you know, I'm a fan of, of hers and... 
fan of his and I'm a fan of true love. And that yeah. looks like they really might be clicking and it might be really genuine. And as long as their hearts and minds are in the right place, I think they've got something special. I will you say know? that I'm just happy for Courtney. She get the phone away from Scott. Get the fuck away from Scott. Do you know bro. who I'm about to say, do you know who got more messages about this engagement than Courtney? It was Scott. <laughs> His comment section was like, bro, you okay? Bro. Somebody go check on Scott. Like I really shedding tears I in was a quarter. So I will say this. As someone who is a, a, a baby cougar and who tends to date young men who need a little bit of, you know, you cougaring out early. patience. Panther. A part of me, yeah, like a panther, panther. a cub, something, right? <laughs> As a baby cub, I thought that Courtney. And Scott would eventually get back together. I had to give up on that. I know he was my toxic white oh, king for a second. Okay. I know it's a toxic. You know character. why? Because he lost both his parents. You know, it, it, he was like an adult in the foster care system. He was like an adult orphan. Yeah, he like was, he was so yeah. lost. And so I think the savior complex in me, Captain Saberho, popped up for, for Scott. <laughs> you put on your cape, and I was like, "Oh, this poor little You're orphan, like grown ass man." Because Courtney gave him a family, you know what I mean? A whole family. But then I realized the Kardashians, you don't have to keep sleeping with them to have access to them. So he can still keep the family, actually. Mm, keep the family and still be at a distance. Keep yeah. the family and still be at a distance. Instead, that don't mean that uh, he gets direct access to you, Courtney, anymore. So for anybody who's been holding on to the wrong person for a decade, just like Courtney Kardashian, oh. uh, be a... Oh, you got free. <laughs> Congratulations! Yes, that's what I'm here for. I'm just I'm happy. To and see she's her happy. she's in my age group too. I will say, yeah. women in their early 40s are kind of killing it right now. Yes, you are. We all look younger and and than we should. Which, by the way, is making me think that 40 just looks like this now. Yeah, like, this is what the I think. New... There should be a store called Forever 41 <laughs> because every time and I still ain't gonna fit the goddamn clothes. Yeah. No, they have, they have bigger sizes now, girl. They fit uh -oh. everybody. Uh -oh. But I will okay. say this: everybody out. from Beyonce to Brandy to Ashanti. To mm. Monica. Ashanti just had a birthday. Yeah, my what? entire age group. We were all what? in high school at the same time. Yes, we were. And they all are like, how are y'all for... We all look the same. So at a certain point, stop saying we don't look 40. This is what 40 looks like now. Yeah, this is the modern 40. Just like... um. Angela Bassett is the new 60 right now. Oh, honey, she's a snack and a half. a snack and a snack and a snack. Don't get me. Sop it up with a biscuit. Yeah, don't, don't get Lord me. Lord of mercy. I watched the ma'am. I watched the whole 9-11. They, they said, you got the most money on camera. I was like, well, I just got to watch 11, the whole By 9-11, she thing. means the TV show, guys. That show. The she show. Because people could be triggered and think you're talking Ooh. about the, yeah. the Twin Towers. Woo, 911. It's called 911, y'all. It's called 911. I'm sorry. We're black here. We mispronounce everything. <laughs> Like, oh, she was sexy in 9-11. That is not what she Ooh, meant, y'all. No, 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 There's no, a no, show no. on Fox called, called 911. <laughs> Lamar's laughing at her. Like, you act like a like a drunk auntie. Angela Bassett is now on a show called 911 where she looks sexy. That's yeah, inappropriate. We yes, apologize yes, to the sorry. community of I New love York. You, Angela. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry. My apologies. We're just gonna end that whole We're not actually. <laughs> she looks so good. Uh, you guys <laughs> are Lamar's horrible. like, she's not on 9-11. <laughs> that is so tough. I said, hey, yo, I own I own it too. I and mean, y'all know what I meant. Though. There's dashes that say nine dash, but they knew what I meant though. So y'all, let's all check out nine one one. You're gonna watch that and it's support so, Angela it's Bassett. It's really good. It's yeah. a really really good show. Really so we, really good show. Before we get into the main topic, <laughs> Lamar and Lamar's young enough to be like, look here, Auntie, <laughs> she is not on nothing called nine eleven. Look, <laughs> big sister. Okay, not yet. Not no, no, kids. no, no, L Lamar, we're both old enough to be his auntie. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Okay, this is just right. offensive, and I just I just refuse. need y'all to know that we we've, <laughs> we've done the math mm -mm. and. Mm -mm. No, you, no, no, no! Don't do this to me. You are gonna make me part of You and I would be Lamar's 
<laughs> we just finished talking about how empowered this age group is, and you're already regressing. A young, a young, sexy auntie. <laughs> Who can't tell them between 911 and 911? <laughs> okay, leave me alone. Keep going. Okay, so, so I want to know what are you listening to right now? Ah, uh, that's my favorite question. Your top two things that you're listening to put us on since you're in the industry put us on but there's no way to give me two are you insane oh, if, if, for time constraints we're gonna cut you off okay so okay yeah real quick <laughs> running through um cartoons joanna teeters um uh joanne uh, 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 uh julia civic um, spell that uh julia j-u-l-i-a-z-i-v-i-c um, Ooh, okay. um, yeah, uh, who else? Yanks, Yanks is a great rapper. Yanks Trans- is a Yanks. rapper, Yanks is a rapper. Ooh, um, Transparency, beautiful song with cartoons. Um, Salt Band out of the I UK. love Salt, girl. I have been telling you about Salt, and I'm, they still don't even know it's we five albums. One, I year. love Salt, I love five salt. albums in some of the greatest music. Hiatus Coyote just hit us with a Halloween bop. So. You get one more, girl. I said two. Uh, You're on I like know, six. You I know. I'm not, I'm not like 97. Um, geez, all of my friends that I love. I love you so much. What else is new that I just... And then all of a sudden I blank. Um, well, you're already on four. So yeah, I'm you, on like you, 97. You already... I'm going ra- to just randomly shout it out and you'll, you'll just... We'll we're just going to be talking about asexuality and we're just going to shout it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the perfect segue, guys. So it's not as old as... D'Angelo. <laughs> not D'Angelo. Okay, auntie. <laughs> Angie Stone. Okay. <laughs> just say you want to be auntie for the episode. Look at Lamar's face. He's like, yeah, y'all my mother's leave age. Me, you leave me alone. His mother leave had him young. That makes you feel better. So I will say this. These. This is Eric is actually her second appearance on Humanized. Yes, it is. Erica was part of the inaugural class of those first seven episodes of Humanized before COVID changed our lives and yanked our wigs Ooh, off. That really shifted And when the she gears. came on, um, it was an interesting conversation because you guys get really confused about terms. So for those of you who want a cheat, like a cheat sheet about terminology, this is the point where we're going to give you about 30 seconds to go grab a pen and some paper <laughs> or open up the app on your phone so you can start like typing furiously. Pull up your Googles. I am. goes, whatever. I am pansexual, right? Pan means all of it. Erica is on the asexuality spectrum, which means little to none of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so because Lamar was like, I don't, you know, I can't keep up with the alphabet mafia. You pan, she a, and I was like, no, no, this is not some, no, this is no, not some gay this, shit. This, yeah, yeah. This and, 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 and I'm saying that term lovingly, right? But yeah. this, this is not gay shit. This is saying that being asexual doesn't have anything to do with your sexual orientation necessarily. Right. You can be a heterosexual human being, right, and be asexual, right? Right. I got you guys need to understand the way that LGBTQ plus happens. Once you click on plus, they invite your friends plus. and shit. Like it's not even gay no <laughs> it's more. It's just a bunch of other people who are just not the norm, right? Yeah. So and and not the norm is even the term that I use lightly because I feel like there's a lot of people who are what we're normal about to talk about. Subjective. Normal is very subjective. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I thought to have you on is I have a friend. She's very big in the industry. I'm not gonna call her name because I didn't get consent to, yeah. to to name drop her. Okay. But we were hanging out, and out of nowhere, I think I had given her some weed and and some brown liquor. I'm that friend when you're having a rough day, and we just kicking on on my love sack, talking and and, and whatnot. And she said. Girl, I think I'm asexual. Because these niggas got me fucked up. Like, I'm just asexual. I don't want to talk to nobody. Leave me alone. I said, ooh, I don't think that's how that works, girl. But not how that works at all. Being sick of people. <laughs> but you might be gray sexual. Though. But you might be gray sexual. Mm-hmm. And she was like, now what now? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, ooh. 
it's time to have Erica back. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you ended up here. A drunken, flippant comment on my couch. I was like, I think we have to have Erica back for the podcast edition of Human Eyes. <laughs> and I want to make sure, my, my my laptop is on 5%, but I'm going to make sure I read these off before. Let's, let's hold on to that 5 Right. I am pansexual, which means I have the ability um, and the bandwidth to potentially be attracted to just about any kind of human on the sexuality spectrum, right? right. Whether it's gender, identity, sexual orientation, if I like your vibe, I'm, you might see my wobbly bits. However, <laughs> I'm so, yeah, it's the Casamigos, you y'all. I was going to say, wobbly bits. However, <laughs> asexuality is on the extreme other end of the spectrum. So when we're talking about right. the sexuality spectrum, me and Erica are literally like the bookends. On the bookends of And this. the rest of y'all are somewhere in between in us. In between, yeah. So let's go with the asexuality definition. And I'm going to ask you if you agree with this definition. Because you know words have power. Mm-hmm. But Wikipedia is on some fuck shit. So if Wikipedia <laughs> got it wrong, <laughs> this is your opportunity to clarify, right? We'll get it right. According to the Wiki Wiki mm-hmm. Wikipedia, mm-hmm. asexuality is a lack of sexual attraction to others mm-hmm. or low or absent interest in mm-hmm. the desire for sexuality. It may be considered a sexual orientation or the lack of even having one. Jesus. That's, yes, that's rough. there you go. So forget if it's your sexual orientation. You just ain't got one, right? Yeah, right. So that's what asexuality is. Now, that's an umbrella term. And I'm using the word umbrella because I literally want you guys, like, like Romper Room, to imagine an umbrella. Now, I'm going to explain to you what's underneath that umbrella because you can say that asexuality has a lot of things that are housed underneath it. Mm-hmm. And under that umbrella is where I think a lot of people that I know personally fall. Right. I got some friends who I think I've diagnosed. Uh-huh. With- Accidentally, on purpose. <laughs> some of y'all, if you love me and we homies, please listen to this part because some of y'all are about to hear yourselves. Gray sexual or gray romantic means someone who experiences very limited sexual or romantic attraction they may experience sexual or romantic attraction rarely or at very low intensity so they can be in relationships where they're feeling sexual attraction and and feeling romantically connected to someone but it's rare and or low right Right. i have a lot of friends who i personally think are 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 great sexual very much very much so Mm -hmm. um and i a part of me wonders if it's nature or nurture for that so that's we'll get into that conversation in a second Mm -hmm. i know some people who i know are for a fact are conditionally Okay. Um, gray sexual, but then I, I pushed back and said, but Blue, what if they had been hypersexualized and they were gray sexual and the whole time? Exactly. So I'm not sure if the chicken came before the egg on this one, <laughs> right? So a lot of you out there, are, for those of you who say, Blue, I think I'm asexual, but y'all were getting laying it low and spreading it wide in the early 2000s, you probably are just gray sexual, right? <laughs> for, then there's demisexual. Now, this is what I personally think I am. Yes, okay. for those of you whose ma- brains are about to explode, okay. bitch, you pansexual and demisexual. What else are you? <laughs> what yes, okay. What other combinations Mind can Mind your go business, with? okay? Y'all should never give <laughs> me a dictionary. Business. Mind your business. Mind demisexual your Demisexual is somebody who can only feel sexually or romantically attracted to a person they already have a strong connection with. Mm. The reason why I say I am demisexual is because I'm around a lot of fine motherfuckers. Ain't they fine? I know so many attractive people. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. If you don't like me and you're not sending me some fever, I am <laughs> completely <laughs> apathetic to your fineness. Yeah, right. So when people say, Blue, how do you have so much, so many attractive male friends? Mm-hmm. If you're not courting me, I don't want you either, brother. Exactly. So for me, it doesn't matter what you look like or how compatible we are. If you are not sending me a signal that's getting me romantically attracted and intrigued to you, okay. the way that you look Okay. Means nothing, and even if you do send me that that kind of signal, if we don't have a deep emotional connection, I'm still going to be apathetic. So I have a lot of attractive male friends whose feelings are hurt when they shoot their shot, and then there's but no. they put no effort in making me feel emotionally safe. Yeah, right. 
So for me, as a demisexual, my emotional safety is literally how I become attracted to you. Okay. Like, I can't... If I'm not connected, I don't care. You can't connect. I, yeah, I don't care. It's just not anything you can get into. So my thing is, do you think you're uh, demisexual or do you think you're gray sexual? So um, definitely falling more in between demi and gray, probably on the demi side. Um, <gasps> Look at uh, us being a little kindred. Yeah. <laughs> With my whole ass. No, you know, here's the thing, um, because it starts with asexuality. It really does. And I do want to be very clear that um, we salute uh, LGBT, but um, we do acknowledge that this is completely outside of the gender uh, conformity or sexuality identity situation. This is more. Erica is a straight, like cis hetero mm -hmm. woman, by the way, guys. Mostly. Uh, oh, okay. We talk about that offline. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but yes, no. I um, male energy is preferred here. Um, so uh, there is a clear distinction between um, you know someone who is uh, completely ace, who does not enjoy sex, or has had sex and does not enjoy sex, or is just you know making the choice to be uh, celibate as well. That can kind of fall into that sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, that is completely different. I do enjoy sex. Uh, I do enjoy men. Um, mm. I just very much. It's very. It's been very. It's low. Um, no, you know, my drive, that's another thing that we need to get into. So my drive is very high. Like, it's very high. So when you finally do meet someone you like, you want it. You then want we're it. going all the way in. Okay. We are going all oh, the way in. Oh, that's what you're saying. We're going all the way in. We're going all the way in. How far There's do you want to go? There's a joke in that. Oh, that's a joke <laughs> in that. Okay. <laughs> the irony is we thought we were going to have a non-sexual conversation about sexuality, and you already making dick jokes. Mayor, well, okay, I mean, I mean, I appreciate the dick. Let's Look not at Lamar's face. I told I'm Lamar sorry. we were going to have sorry, a non-sexual episode. Not with this chick. Not with this chick in the Casamigos. You knew what this was. Anyway, she acting like she don't know what this is. So, um, while we... <laughs> <Lamar>. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I do want to acknowledge that there are people that are, you know, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum just like any other. It starts from Lamar, dark and goes the fan to away from me. It's, it's blowing despair into my eyes. You know, and turn it towards me because um, I have pores that want to just open up Thank to you, the Lamar. size of my, like, life or something. Well, don't make it oscillate. Now it's just doing uh, all Now it's just all, all over the place. It's just circulating the air. So that's okay. We're smart. We Sorry, guys. We're having a, a little um, uh, moment of making sure the air is proper. All right, perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so, so explain to us how you, how you are... On the asexuality spectrum, but when you finally meet somebody, you still want the cookies. So I, I want the vitamin D. And oh. when I have that connection with, see, here's the thing. I don't go into um, situations, dates, uh, bars, uh, uh, networking, meetings, whatever. I don't go in there looking for anything <clears throat> in particular, period. Mm, okay. Even if I do see something yummy, I do not really acknowledge its yumminess. Um, I tend to be hyper aware of... Um, people lusting or sexualizing others and it's not really welcome energy. So, you know, I try to keep so that lustful turned down. sexual energy that comes out later. No, but no, I'm saying for you, it, it turns you off or you, you, how do you feel around those of us who are a little nasty? Okay. So I love the little nasty. Here's the thing. It's the approach. So like, you know, there are times when you see somebody cute and you navigate and you become their friend first. A lot of friends, a lot of people don't want to do that. They just like, Hey girl, ow, ow. Hey girl. Come here, come here. So even well, that's that. I mean, that's vulgar, right? That, but you, you. But but even if a, an attractive man came to you and came onto you in a less tone deaf way, mm -hmm. 
would that turn you off as someone who's on the asexuality spectrum? No, I would be more interested in redirecting them, trying to figure out, is, is this business related? Is this personal related? Let's figure out what you're trying to get to. So let's say he says, he's like, no, it's personal, girl. Okay, so let's start taking this slow. You know what I mean? Like, like let me go ahead and get your personals, your informations. If you're on social media or not, let me take a look. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually if I see something I like, I'll feel some type of way, but it's not really until we have a first date or a couple of date types of situations where I can get to identifying things like, um, frankly, are you married or not? Where your girlfriend at? Where the kids at? Mm. I mean, that's just called we dating. We literally have to ask that. The question now. though, how long? Because a lot of people who are listening who are going to be learning about this for the first time from listening to this, mm-hmm. and we will make sure that we direct the link for you, you guys, to see Erica's yes. first appearance with us, where oh, we did yeah. a complete deep dive on this. Yeah. But how long does it typically take for you to to even start thinking of someone sexually during the courtship phase? Days, months. Weeks, months weeks 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 at least weeks two so three, if you're two, talking three. to somebody who's attractive and lovely and y'all have been on two dates and it's uh-huh. about three weeks in mm-hmm. and it's late at night and his voice is doing that thing it does that voice is doing the thing that it do you're not going to be feeling what the rest of us feel that early i mean i'm feeling the tingles but it depends on if in those two dates like i've been able to really connect with you on a real way if i haven't connected with you take me home I mean, yeah, it's, okay. it's hard. It's a hard, it's a, this is a hard knock life over here. You guys, I'm so not impressed. You, so you're, Mm-mm. so you're not going to be, so what I'm hearing is, I mean, it's going to tingle a little bit, for, but for a little I don't, bit. yeah, for but those I'm not going to respond who, to the tingle. Who, who, who yeah. are, I don't want to say hypersexual because you know, I'm, I'm getting Salute older. Salute the hypersexuals. I'm not, I mean, I've gotten older, so I'm, I'm getting, you know, I've calmed down in my, in my yeah, good age. We, we mature. Yeah. But like, if I'm talking to somebody and we're in the courtship part of the conversation mm-hmm. and we've, we've gone on two or three dates. And we've been talking for three or four weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's late at night, and your voice drops. <laughs> Shaboing, boing, right? Like it's, it's, I think we. Pa- <laughs> I'm not saying we're gonna smash in the moment, but I'm gonna feel a lot more than just a tingle because. So you're saying that we get there faster than you is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit faster than me, and um, usually, even with the dates and the things like that, it's very rare that like. He goes shaboing boing for me. Yeah. Oh, so the shaboing boing itself is even rare. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's either it's either on site cuz remember I told you about the last one and that literally was the last one in our previous episode. That was of 2 Human years Eyes. ago. Girl, I ain't uh, seen a dick since. Nothing proud of it too. I'm oh a, wait, I'm my, a, I just realized my, my just mouth be, froze. You guys for those of you who watched the video my and face. I haven't seen uh, and this is another part and spectrum of uh the demi, the gray that we need to talk about. Look at the Wait, you haven't seen a dick in two years? I'll say like I'm not judging by the way. I love your transparency. Lamar's like we got thirty minutes left. Wait, so no no no, I need to sit with this for a second. Okay, so since probably last year, around about this time. A year. Yeah, yeah, around about this time year last year. She took a you exhaled. You literally like no. <laughs> <gasps> okay, no, 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 since no. it's not as bad as we thought it was, you guys report it is not as bad as you thought it was. I, I'm taking shallow breaths, guys. This is not my ministry. This is why I love the show where people can human. And oh. I will say this. I'm going to say this right now. And this okay. is something that um, I, I also wish I had said to Brian last week. When we stopped taping last week, um, we stopped taping too early because it was about 20 minutes where Brian shared some real personal stuff about his sex life that didn't make it. But maybe that was God saying we want him to come back. Right. And he shared things so candidly that in the wrong company could have been judged, but he knew he wouldn't be judged here. Exactly. I love that you trust us enough mm-hmm. to understand that you can say, I haven't seen a dick in a year I or two seen, or whatever. Yeah. But you're in a space where no one thinks it's weird. We're just learning and we're shocked because it's a whole different reality from ours. Right. So I want to make sure that we underline that tone 
because I think a lot of people are like you pretending to be like me. It, it, mm. You see what I'm saying? And I think I'm what people are pretending. Pre- like, I'm a very, I'm a horny toad, right? And I'm honest <laughs> about it. I'm not a hoe, but I'm like, I'm very in touch with my lady parts. Yes. And so I think a lot of As people, be. because the world is sexualized, when they meet someone who's sexually open like me, mm-hmm. they pretend to feel a kinship to me. Mm. But then when I get to know them, I find out that they're more like you. Mm. And so I want <laughs> folks to stop. You ain't got to lie to kick it. You ain't got to lie, Craig. So I love that you're so honest, even in my presence. I, I know that I've, I've, I'm being self-aware that because I'm so open about sexuality, sometimes people pretend to be able to, to keep mm. up. To, to, to be in your good cool, side. Yeah. Right. And y'all ain't uh-huh. got to do that. Yeah, for all you gray you. sexuals, asexuals, oh, I don't man. want it. I need you to know you're sexual. I don't want it. <laughs> you're, you're, I don't want it. <laughs> I made up my own little subsection. <laughs> I have some friends who just I don't want it. You're all safe here, guys. Y- y'all ain't gotta be boning to be my friends. <laughs> no, it's true. Because Lamar tried to come for me last week. I mean, yesterday. He was okay. like, hey, it's you know, over. you be talking about dicks and stuff. I'm like, look, like I can be friends with asexuals. Yes, you can. Exhibit A and B. So, yes. So, you, you, okay, so for me, and I'm going to be transparent. Yeah. If I hadn't seen a dick in a year, I might cry. See? Right, in the yeah. shower. Like, yeah. I, I, I just might have like a misty moment. You would be really moment. emotional about not getting I a would, dick. I would be dealing, uh, or vagina if I'm in a relationship. It's whatever you feel like. Not being touched in that long, I think, yeah. would hit my spirit oh. differently than it would hit yours, right? Okay. So for me, my question is, for someone who's asexual, do you just not have the the yearning in the way that I would? I have urges, I have yearnings, but I do not engage or like respond to them as as other people would. Oh, That's so y'all get horny. Is. I mean, yeah, we get horny, but then it's just like, oh. you know, go take a fucking shower. Get over yourself. Go walk off. Go get a bowl of tea. I don't think they like, made a shower. Yeah, no, no. Man, I don't but... think, I mean, maybe the shower head part of that is for, you know, hmm, but we don't even do that. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but I'm for me personally, face. Fix mm-hmm, your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't tell on yourselves. Mm-hmm. We already told on ourselves. At this I point. already did. Uh-huh. Jesus Christ, please hire me. So, <laughs> <laughs> Eric is like, my employers are going to see my this employer, but he's he's great. You're so when, a, when an asexual or demisexual person feels sexual or yearnings like horniness, mm-hmm. you're saying for you guys, it's more like a fruit fly than than uh, uh, earth shattering pounding no. in your so you're not getting heartbeats in your vagina no. like, a, like a woman would Ooh, I have had the heartbeats Cause the thump, I have thump. had the pulse yeah. I can't feel the pulse I can't feel the pulse but it just doesn't really sit with me like that like I just I go to sleep oh. I get up I, I do something I, you know like there's other things to be done uh, than just acknowledging sexual urges I think that's a huge thing is that every urge should not be necessarily engaged. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a problem with self-control when it comes to this a little bit sometimes, especially with men. Um, just, you know, every dick and whim and calling, blowing and blowing. Oh, thing. men and their cravings. Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean, women too, because there are women that have these certain types of cravings too. This is an all gender situation. But I have a question though. And I was thinking while you were talking, for those of you who are watching. Yep. I, I saw that. I saw that face. I'm like, well, I'm about to get I, it. I'm, I'm about to get a I'm question. I'm like a Come human on. emoji, guys. I literally say that when <laughs> Apple comes out with brown <laughs> emojis, just use my face. I thought I was animated. No, I'm literally an emoji. I was thinking, what's the difference between being gray sexual or mm-hmm. asexual versus being picky? Okay, so picky. Because I have a lot of friends who sound like you, but they just call themselves picky. So here's the thing, um, picky. And that's great because that's what I, you know, we talked about that a little bit. People, that's how it was more um, expressed when I was there. Oh, she's just picky or she's just bougie. This mm-hmm. bougie. So diddy. So diddy. Oh, mm-hmm. so, yeah. oh, okay, so you want somebody that's going to college with you and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I don't think there's so much that. There are standards and morals which will be met and held. There are boundaries and guidelines. And I mean, that's just something... 
praise my parents taught me early that I will have in all of my relationships, male or female, it's just boundaries and healthy ones too. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's not about picky because here's the thing. I'm open to all body types. I'm open. I'd see, I'm actually a little bit so more. You're not even picky. Um, you're, just, you're just great sexual. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Like okay. I'm dating all colors. I'm dating all sizes. I'm not, I'm actually one of the women that doesn't mind a short man. Let me tell you something. <gasps> the best action I got was off of somebody shorter than me. Lamar and I have a friend, Damage, who's, mm. who's always championing for short men. I clap for short men. I'm, I see. Uh, See, fun, now you're going to edit out the 911 fa- thing. 911. Lamar's clapping is a short man. My daddy was a short man. My father was 5'4. Okay. See? And yeah. I'm five, and I'm 5'8 and a half. I'm 5'3. So, yeah. I'm 5'3. Well, girl, you short too, don't Yeah, so exactly. Wait, why are we clapping for a short so, man? Like, because the exactly the point. Like, what do I look like saying no to a short man? Come on. <laughs> no, I have a friend who's 5'3 who won't date under six feet. <laughs> that's that's I'm rude. Like, I'm like, that's unreasonable. I'm like, short men are literally that's made picky. for you. That's, that's picky. picky. Okay, got it. That's picky. So you're open to different types of people. You just are not ruled by your urges in the way that a, mo- a much more Girl, hypersexualized person read. would be. You better fucking read. Okay, so Come what on. about those people who have just their vaginas have gone dead? <laughs> have, I know, we, we all know that auntie. We I'm know over ha- it. We all have that aunt who we know has not gotten laid since Martin Ooh, and the Luthers. You and know what I mean? Hmm. So my thing is, can you become gray sexual, asexual out of necessity? Um, that is a great question. Um, I think uh, it's not so much a necessity, but I think some people reach a point in their lives, and I'm checking myself too with my therapist, mm-hmm. um, where it just it's just not important. The physical relationships are not important enough to keep chasing, to keep dating, to keep putting yourself and your heart and your mind and your body on the line for somebody who may not have those same intentions. So it's not so much that um, it's out of necessity. I think some people might outgrow relationships. Uh, outgrow relationships. I think some people might outgrow the need to have a partner in their life. Now, is friends, that a, is that a, is that a, a level of defeatism though? You know, there's a little bit. Let's call a thing a thing. I mean, if okay, you want I it, feel that, and you give up on it. I feel okay. So that's the thing. We don't. We don't want it. Ah, uh, okay. That's a huh. So, so it's different if you for, for those of you out there who've been burnt. Yeah, you, you crying in the rain to Jodeci. Mm-hmm. She's not talking Ooh, about yeah. y'all. She's not talking about y'all. Wait y'all want it and y'all couldn't get it, and now y'all are, y'all are pretending like y'all don't want it. Yeah, she's saying that people on her spectrum just didn't want it to begin with. We don't even want it. That's different. I actually have a great relationship with my ex, and he's a wonderful human being. And I think now he's understanding. Twenty years after the fact, is he asexual? No, he's he's out and about doing his thing thing, okay. and I support him. Um, yeah. he actually, you know. We'll get back to that later. That's a great question. Because <laughs> he might, he might yeah. low-key be finding out from you. Mm. A lot of times when you're dating someone, you see parts of yourself reflected back that you didn't even know existed. That you didn't even know existed. So there have been a lot of exes that I've had that I thought, we're so different. How did we end up together? And then 10, 15 years later, I'm like, you're like, oh, oh he has a little bit of that thing that I was still working through. Okay. So I see where we connected at. So yeah. um, with him specifically, um, yeah, I just, he is now seeing, um, 
that it was never about him. Because when he courted me, oh my God, I did the thing. When they all court me, I I be ducking. I be they they I be ducking. You don't like courtship. I I you know they want girl. Can I highlight you? Can I, hey, you want to hang out? Oh, I'm busy. Oh yeah, we oh, are I'm opposite. Busy. I love me some. Oh, courtship. I got the, I got the Hollywood Bowl show tonight. Oh, I gotta go I work with such and such tonight. Oh, I need relate. a band home in tonight. Yeah, you know, trying to you know. No, I why. I don't, uh, ooh, when someone fear? tries to court, when tries to court me, I get so excited, but you just feel scared. I'm going to say just avoidance, maybe just fear. And it again, fear goes, of what though? I just being bored, being disappointed, finding another one who can't keep up. Mm. Interesting. So I think an interesting thing is happening where I'm seeing a combination of asexuality and intimacy issues doing a tango. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I'm sure that one of the things with you, you your therapist Definitely are doing is probably trying to piecemeal like what what part is asexuality versus what, what part, part is, is the damage from the yeah. previous relationship? Because we talked about the Ghanaian uh, fiance that I had to leave uh, quickly ghosted and I had good reasons. And I've been spending that time back once I came back to Los Angeles, because remember in DC and LA, mm-hmm. um, just healing, uh, trying to make sure that it's not any damage from any previous relationships uh, affecting my future moves. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I'm realizing that I've always been this way. I've always so been. you're realizing and, and, even before the damage, you probably were always asexual, but didn't have the words for it. This is where he is coming into play the ex. He's real. Uh, he's now seeing that I wasn't trying to duck him. I wasn't trying to like, cock block or whatever they say i just didn't i i don't want to be with people i don't want to be so it's not really something i'm chasing yeah i'm thinking about this whole demisexuality thing because I, I i think up until i realized that i was demisexual um i thought something was wrong with me because i was like i'm such a sexual yes. person why mm-hmm. why is somebody as sexual as me find it so hard to be attracted to attracted people. to people until i i want and i think i mentioned this in our last episode i met someone right. who wasn't my type but who was lovely to me mm. and who treated yeah, me in all the ways that. I wanted to be treated mm-hmm. and being treated properly and having an emotional connection suddenly made me sexually attracted to them. And I was like, Oh wait, everybody I've ever liked had to do that first. I just didn't peep it. You and, didn't peep game. Which is, which is yes. why I, there was a time in my life yes. where I would date somebody, we'd break up and okay. the friend who would help nurse me back to health would be my next boo. I, I'm a little, to- uh, you know, I'm a little toxic, guys. It's a little toxic. But I, I used to think it was toxic. I used to think it was toxic. Like whoever, whoever picks up the call next and nurses me back to hell is gonna get me. It's gonna get there. But what yeah. I realized it was, it wasn't me being toxic. It was the level of thoughtfulness that somebody shows you during heartache. Is level of thoughtfulness much. that I'm attracted to in general. Oh. It was just that the fact that they were being a good friend to me in that moment okay. presented an opportunity for me to see that part of them. Okay. So it's not as toxic as y'all think, <laughs> but <laughs> it has elements. But it's not based in toxicity. Every serious relationship I've ever had, we had to be friends first. Yes, yes. Every serious relationship. She had like. She I've never she met no like, stranger in the I mean. club, and I mean. he said, yeah, I, "I I like what your booty d- that thing is thanging. Let's, let's come <laughs> over what here." What that mouth do? What that, so I've never oh, had an experience like that where it's been anything more than a one night oh, stand. Sorry. So what stops me from being asexual is I will have I'm, my thoughts do not represent the thoughts of my employers or anything or any clients. Maybe. So what I was gonna say is what stops me from being asexual is I will have the one night stand. Okay. You won't. I I, I would have the one night stand, but I won't. Um be able to date them unless they invest in me emotionally. Yes. Only but, for a, but somebody who's asexual won't even have the one night stand. Oh, nope. Uh, here's the scene, and this is why I'm not ace, I'm Demi. 
I have had the one night stand. Are you gray though? Are you gray? Uh, it's here's here's where we're going. Here's where we're going. We're playing word bingo, guys. We are. We are. Up? We are working through this in live time. Do you see this? Wrapping it up. Um, okay. So here's the thing. Um, it's. Uh, Who? Um, I have had the one night stand, but the one night stand turns into a relationship immediately. Yes. Yeah, or like something long term that they the fuck buddy that, that ends means up a being... part of you spiritually speaking felt an energetic connection to them. It just exactly. happened quickly. Exactly. I'm saying Thank no. You. I ain't got to feel it. Why? We could still smash. Humanize. Right. Humanize. Part and that's where spirituality comes in, right? Like yes. sometimes your spirit recognizes a kindred, another kindred, a kindred spirit, spirit. And you think it's a one night stand, but it's oh, really a, a, a recognition oh, that's crap. happening. Can I'm saying I can be like, I don't know this man, but he about to get it though. Cause he caught me on the right day. And I mean, if that was literally what happened the last time. Remember, I told you, we, we, and we will, I'm not in these streets, but I am in the music conferences. Okay, <laughs> but pause though. My pushback is you having a one night stand or an on site connection with someone in a music conference. Think about that. You're it's already, music. You're mm-hmm. already in I'm a already space in my zone mm-hmm. where he and you have something that you're passionate Very about in much. common. It, that's how we connected. Like we started. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not, that's not the same thing as being in the club. I know. I, it, it, you know, it's not. And I've never had that experience in a club and I'm not trying to have that experience in a club. I'm going to the club to listen to DJ shit. I need to make a disclaimer. <laughs> Everything that I'm talking about from my previous host shit was, um, <laughs> Like, was pre-Trump era. You know what I mean? I think tr- Donald Trump made me asexual for about five years. I didn't want to touch nothing. I was so devastated about the state of the world. Ooh, uh, oh, girl. Mm. Donald was, Trump was, was so was bad for really my sex weird. life. It was really weird. It yeah. was really weird. So my thing is, for Can't men. Can't enjoy an orgasm for shit. I think for women, being asexual or gray sexual um, is probably easier. Because for a guy... If you're dating a woman and it takes you longer to want her sexually, as women, we always think that we're the ones who are going to say no. So if you don't want us when we want you, we, we immediately see it as rejection. I'm going to push back a little bit on that. Um, I think men, I think men may also have aspects of at least demi to them, but because of the type of society, the type of patriarchy. No, 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 no. So, let me, okay, let me, okay, let me stop. Bit, I didn't say they can't okay. be. I said they can't acknowledge it. There's a okay. difference. Okay. I'm saying if, okay. a, if a man is, and I want to make sure that we don't get this wrong. All right. If a man is asexual or gray sexual or demisexual, it is seen as rejection from women because we're told they're going to always want us more than we want them because their dicks are always mm. live and hot. So as a woman, I can say, hey, it takes me longer to, to be sexually attracted to people. It's going to take me a couple of months. If a man says that, every woman I know, personally, oh, they're gonna be like, it's going to feel yeah. rejected. Oh, you must not want you me because want all me. men are dogs. All men want to fuck everything. So if you don't want to fuck me on site, you must not like me. So I'm saying there's actually a feminine privilege in the asexual God, how community. how many men must feel like that about me when I and he thinks I'm rejected? Lamar, and look, I look at my Lamar. Like, I'm so, so old. But Lamar, do you see what I'm saying, right? Oh. So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that so I want to, because you guys know, even though I'm a woman, I'm a human being. And so I see things from a human perspective. I think that when it comes to asexuality, women are ha- actually in a place of privilege because we're allowed to be slow and they're not. If I meet a guy who's we are actually we are actually supposed to be we're supposed to be the slow ones. But if a guy doesn't want to smash you on sight, he's either gay or doesn't want you. It's a whole it's a whole episode of Sex in the City. So if you're an asexual man, Carrie and Carrie was like, "I'm trying to smash," and Aiden was like, "No, I'm trying to take it slow." And Carrie got all soft and like, "Why is you not trying to smash?" I'm Carrie. So I want I I want to make sure that we pause with this and sip on this for a second. If you are a man who is asexual, gray sexual, or demisexual, I need us to all acknowledge Mm -hmm. that we recognize 
recognize that as women, we're socialized to not give you grace. Very because much. Because we're socialized to think that if you don't want to fuck us immediately, you must not want us. And let me get, actually give the reverse of that. Um, if you are one of those people who has been in that situation and they don't understand you, it's not about you. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's more about them and what they have been conditioned to think it should be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of addressing, <laughs> addressing what relationships are and how we express ourselves in them, especially sexually now, is very important to, you know, building something long term or long, you know, just something where you're both, you, you don't have to be on the same, y'all don't have to be hypersexual and days, you know, you can meet in the middle. And sometimes because people are so thrown off by people like myself or other dudes that may not, they don't know what to do. They think it's personal and it's not about, it's about me. Women take it personal when men don't want to fuck them on yeah. site. But then they take it, it personal when men, men do want to fuck personal. them on site. Yeah, men get mad. So I'm just like, y'all are screwed. The goddamn cat call. Be like, hey girl, hey. And I'll be like, what's you doing? You, you know what though? No, did nobody tell you that shit don't work no more. It doesn't work anymore. I will say this. I, um, and I want to make sure I choose my words thoughtfully. Let me I get a minute check too. I'm realizing how that how many minutes we got left before I'm out here. How many minutes? Okay. I want to make sure that um, I'm clear that the older I get, I care less about sex and more about intimacy. So I was talking to a guy friend today, and he said when he's fucking, now she, now she, now she He's saying when he's fucking, he kind of like checks out. But when he, but but when because it's just rough sex and whatever pound pound pound. But when he's like making love or being intimate, that's when he's completely tapped in. And I was like, that's because you're probably at a stage in your life where intimacy matters more to you than the mechanics of sex. So I can tell you this, and this has been huge for me. There is a difference between uh, sexual activity and intimacy. A huge difference. Period. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that, though. A lot of people will in not. 2021 with uh, Wi-Fi? Yes. Oh. Queen, y'all, I'm thinking, mm. That's kind of oh. basic. Wow, okay. You'd be surprised how basic you can get out here. Yeah, I'm giving myself the the, the permission giving, mm-hmm. to, to give y'all the true face because intimacy and sex are two completely, completely different things. Completely different things. And I find that people are longing for the intimacy, the connection, the privacy, the feeling completely safe with someone, the being able to be completely physically and emotionally open mm-hmm. and not be judged or not, you know, have their rejection be there in any type of way. I think people spoken like a true demisexual, but go ahead. Look, you know, (laughs) look, man, she ain't got to read me out loud like this. I mean, she is not like wrong. Mm -hmm. So um, I think for me personally, I am more for the intimacy. If the sex pops off, oh, icing on the cake. If you had to choose between intimacy and, and sex, which one would you choose? 50, 50. No, I said choose, honey. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how that works. If you have to choose intimacy. Honestly, and then maybe, maybe like I'll rub one out later. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. I, I will say this. We're supposed to be the opposite side of the spectrum. But if I had to choose between intimacy and sex, I would always choose Just intimacy. Because I've actually had sex without intimacy that made me feel lonelier. That's the, okay. So that was. When you have sex thank with you. someone that you don't have a connection with, if thank they catch you on the wrong day, you actually feel worse. You end up feeling. Than being by you yourself. You spent your energy. You don't burn calories. You done took on somebody else's sweat. You, you got a crook in your neck you for got, no reason. You got, okay, like your hamstring is all messed up Your again. pH bounces off. Your back is all the blown up. She said funny. the pH <laughs> You got to air out the Bedroom. Thank you. <laughs> the bedroom smell funny. Your pH bounces off. I, I don't even window. like your ass like that. Now I gotta and go you douche lit. and shit. Thank like, you. I don't want none of that. You gotta like burn it. the sage to get the energy out the house, and that's the type of that's what I've been avoiding my home life. I just don't even want to have um, that in my house to even have to flush out. 
Yeah. No, I, and I think there's a lot of people who are not asexual or demisexual mm. or any of those sexuals that we name <laughs> who can still relate to that universal <laughs> truth of empty sex, right? So, empty so, sex. For those of you who've been empty listening sex. and who are saying- Ew, gross. <laughs> for, those, for those of you who are listening and are saying you can't relate to anything that we said today, and they will be some of you. Yeah. I need you to know if you've ever had sex that made you feel empty, in that moment, you're relating to us whether you realize it or not. Yeah. Because empty sex to me, it's almost like having a bad lunch. I'm a tourist. So I'm, I'm about to be a tourist right now. You, tourist you, you, you Let's give, get it. You give Come me on, a food. bad meal, it'll fuck, fuck up my day. Tourist. Uh, you, you, you ever spend good money on bad food? <laughs> yes. It will fuck up my spirit. All I wanted was a, was a Wetzel's Pretzels that day. That's all I wanted. you're thinking, it's I, a Wetzel's Pretzels. I would have rather fasted. I would rather have, you wasted my calories. You wasted my so, calorie count. So yeah, so bad sex is like. It's wasting my calorie count. Yeah. You know, I could have ate something better. I could have went to In-N-Out, but so no, Erica, I just wanted a pretzel Erica, that day. So here's the thing. How would somebody ever. I was thinking, I could never hook up Erica with anybody I know because I'm not even thinking she would even want to be hooked even up. respond, so, yeah. so this is where we're different again. For okay. me, if I became super rich, super famous, super well accomplished, they had buildings named after me, but you I did didn't have- did this ha- last time. And we did this last time and nothing's changed. <laughs> if I did all this amazing shit that you guys think is popping on the gram, but I didn't, I didn't have my partner and my family- I would feel empty. Yeah. And Erica said, give me all my coins. Where's my statue? Give me my money. Give me my career. So you don't, you don't need the partnership to feel like your life is fully no. satiated. You know what? And that's, that's the biggest difference between me being pan or, and not being asexual and you being on the great sexual scale is that partnership to me is still something that is deeply ingrained in what I consider a, a satisfying life. You know what? I don't think that is tied in. That has ties to sexuality. Definitely. But I think the desire to have a family is more based in community and how you were raised, like somebody raised you correctly. So, or still, or sometimes for some people. No, some I want people, a partner. It's not just a family. I actually, actually want a, a romantic see? partner to do life with. Okay. So it's you, not just a family. Part. Okay. So you do want somebody to be there on your side. I would not personally, because I've had a single mother and I know what that's like. Okay. I, I do not want to be a single mother. Okay. So for me, people are like, blue, you can have a baby this way or that way. No, I don't want a baby. I want a family. Why? Which, right. Which, 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 which for me, the partner is actually the priority and the baby is, is a symptom or a, a beautiful gift that comes from that my partnership. Comes from the, okay. But without partnership, I actually don't want a child. Okay. So for me, it, it's about the partner. Like and like for you, that. you said I last like time, that. has this changed? I you don't need do the partner. I do not want children. I'm going to look dead in the camera and I'm going to say it as someone who is softly landing in 40 for me personally. I think that a lot of personally, the success that I've had in my career, in my personal life and everything else comes from the fact that I do not have children. I do not want children. I knew this early, maybe two, three years old. Lamar's nodding his head. He is. He's like, yo. Lamar, pause for a second. Lamar, are you? Delete the 911 thing. No, we're not deleting that, girl. Okay, we're not deleting. Angela Bassett, I love you. Lamar, pause for a second. Lamar, are you saying, do you think you're great sexual? I just know I don't want kids. Okay, <laughs> he's like see, Lamar you. just said I don't thank know you. what I am but I don't want no kids but you know yeah you can relate to that it's just for me personally there's so many spectrums okay first of all I have some amazing friends Ray um uh, Jesus, I uh, Steph and and, and people's kids. Everybody, no, 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 no. I'm just no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they let me raise their kids. Cindy, Sean, um, Steph and 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 my oh my god, my boy Joel, uh, Ray and Brian, beautiful children that make me long for. Actually, the only time, some of the only times where I I'm like, wow, that's a beautiful family. But I also know that they are one offs. What these families have, they've been working on them things for years. I've seen some of those relationships even before them kids got, they were friends for years. 
They were partners for years. There was something special there. That seems there. to be a theme from the Kourtney Kardashian thing. So are we in a space where we just need to be friends with everybody first? I, y- yes. You guys, please, if you want to build a relationship so with somebody. According to this conversation, the please, only relationships that work are please. if you are friends first. Yes. That makes sense. Or if you, the, the best relationships that I've had have been based in friendship first. Yeah. Then it pops off later. Either it was on site. And it popped off later, or it was on site, and we handled that a little later, which was the return to Los Angeles, a little you different. Said the same thing twice. What's the other other that, one? So, so there's a return and then immediate bang bang, but uh-huh. then or return and then later bang bang bang. After I've wow, this. But is but, a but what about those concept. who weren't on site though and still had a friendship? I mean, that's a whole, we still had a that's still, the majority of people who are exactly. not on site. Exactly, and it like it's, happens. It's kind of the on site one is one. The last one that we talked about at the last show. So you and never, he was he was unique. That I'm talking about. But have you one ever? Because I'm, I'm hearing everything's on site, which still reinforces if I don't feel it on site it can't grow I'm asking you is it possible for someone to grow on you it and not may, be on site now it may be possible but even still when I see somebody I pick up on that energy and I know whether it's even gonna go to that next see, level see I don't I don't relate to that at all okay because I okay because I've had relationships with people who I saw them and didn't give a shit and then and, later on. And later on, when I was emotionally available, they t- were talking right. I'm okay. like, oh. And, and these are people who are attractive. But again, for me, that's a part of me being demisexual is you being attractive okay. doesn't mean shit to me unless I get to know unless you. Unless I get to so know So for you. me, majority of time, I meet an attractive man and don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Okay. So there is no on-site for me. Okay. In fact, okay. The, the, I've only had on-site once in my entire life where okay. I was attached to them. So for me, I don't know if that's a different facet of, of demisexuality. Mm-hmm. The on-site thing is in my narrative. Like, I don't care if you are fine. I don't care if everybody on the gram wants you. I don't care how much money you have. What does it have to do with me? Like, hmm. I don't know you yet. You're a stranger, hmm. sir. I don't how know do you. I, yeah, how do I, like, how does this relate to me? How does it benefit? Or... And honestly, I don't think Travis Barker was on-site for Courtney. No, not at all. So He's I th- in there. I think that's why Courtney, I related to her so much, is that she wasn't checking for him. He was rich and famous, and people find him attractive and XYZ. She didn't give a fuck. No, she didn't. He was a nice dude in her nice, life. Nice and then when, when the timing was right, him being attractive and all these things made sense to her because she was now ready. She was ready and, and open I'm more, to I, it. I'm more that girl where... Don't wait for me to say to our kids I, I liked you love at first sight. I, I probably didn't. <laughs> I know. Not at all. I not probably at didn't all. give a shit Not at all. Sight. Yeah, right. And see, and that's a yeah. huge thing. And it also back into the tie with kids. For me, because I do not want kids, I don't need the relationship. How does your... Wow. Do you see? We are the complete opposite on this. Do you this. see how you I... Know how you know about see? this? There are certain see? times where we are one and the same, and there are other times like, where we are down the She's like, what in the hell is this? I don't know where this lady lives. But that's the beauty, though, of... Of acknowledging, humanize. Look humanized. at that. Humanize. You know, we even have like a theme song at some point. Around town. Even people who are your complete opposites, there's moments where you cross and you're, you intersect and you completely understand each exactly. other. Exactly. And I think that's the beauty of this conversation. Is again, we are the bookends: asexuality and pansexual. That means all and nothing. Literally, all or nothing. I'm literally all, all and she's nothing or nothing. And yet, there's a million in the places. Same frame. <laughs> But there are a million places where we intersect. Yes. And um, I think there's something amazing and probably even healing for people who are listening over the age of 35 in particular who are getting permission to say, maybe I don't want kids either. 77 to 82, we lit. Son, we lit. No one talking about the generation next to and millennial. Nah, it's 77 to 82. 
Well, that's yes. called Xennials. Yeah. Xennials. The Xennials. We're called the lucky generation. Mm-hmm. And the never aging, the vampires. We are the don't vampires. Know. Yes, we are. Shout out to the Xennials out there. I, I I will say this that I do want a child and I do want a partner. And I hope you I hope that you oh, get this. I'm totally manifesting the fuck yes, out of that. You are, now that you I finally are. want it. But I love <laughs> knowing to your point, I think you're right. I think what all the things that I've been able to do in my career. Mm-hmm. As a mother, I would, As I, this I, I would point, have been a imagine, shitty mother. Thank you. I would have been a shitty mother. And here's moving the, in the way that I've been moving for the past 10 I don't think years. you'd be a shitty mother, but here's My what it is. My kids would be like, where is she? Not, yeah, okay, so that's the <laughs> part. To me, that's there kind of is. shitty. Like, where's, okay. where is this? So, Lamar would have been burping my babies. He'd be like, nope, nope, no, 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 no. We dropping that money at the YMCA. We keeping it moving. Yeah, so here's the ready. thing. No, um... I don't think that I think you would have been ready. I think you're going to be. You're going to be a great. I'm mother. ready now. You're going yeah. to be a great mother. Yeah. Um. It's not about not being ready. It's about having the resources. So for me personally, um. Also something because it's not often. It happens and happens and then I'll we'll see because I know that life. I may have my own plans, but life has its own plans, mm-hmm. and we still got another ten years of an active uterus. Oh, so the irony of you getting pregnant and be like, oh shit! I guess yeah, I, now this, that, the, that. The one next would be, time you show up on the show, you're gonna be pregnant. I'm gonna be like, so guys, say, why would she say some shit like this? <laughs> why would she say? Why is she saying this? Like She's this? gonna come back Don't on the show. Don't let her say this on TV. Pregnant as the edit day is this. long. Edit this. We're not editing. Editing. She's gonna jinx me. But here's the thing. For me personally, jinxing. and here's where no, no, here's where the jinx I, I deny because I. <laughs> <laughs> my kids got to go to the elites. My kids are going to go to the privates like I, I went to. My yeah. kids are going to go to the Colburns like I went to. My kids are going to never want for anything. My mother was able to pull that off as a single mother, but she had like several degrees in education. So she was able to do that type of life for me. Um, I don't want to necessarily do it by myself. I don't want to do it on my own, but I know that if I did have kids, it's not a game. You know what I'm saying? It's also a privilege to be able to do it that. It is a I, absolute I, privilege. It is not some yeah, like next right of, it is the most important step of your life being a, a parent. Please remember I that. I actually think the fact that I respect single mothers so much is why so I much. don't want to be one. Because I said to oh. myself when I was, because uh, think about it, I'm the product of a single mother. So right. a lot of times people think right. about being, being right. single mothers, they think about if they can pull it off. I'm thinking about Seriously, my, my child and the life that they would have. I know for me, my mother was an amazing mother, but there was so much longing that was mm. baked into her DNA from not having my dad around mm. and for doing it alone. I always said, and this is something that's going to probably piss some people off, but this is just my personal truth. I never wanted to be a, a single mother on the bus. Because I remember being a child and watching single mothers struggling to get their babies on the bus. bus. And there was something so heartbreaking about the mechanics of that. Like That snapshot for me personally, I said, if I'm ever allowed the privilege to not get pregnant, because, you know, sometimes you just get pregnant, you have no choice. You don't have no choice. But if I'm ever allowed the, the privilege of not getting pregnant and having the resources to do it in a different way... If I ever have a choice, I'm never going to choose that for myself. Okay. Those who didn't have a choice, I will never judge them. But for right. me, I can't actively choose that for myself because I was the kid in the stroller. Mm. I'm the kid being yanked up by my mom while she's mm. begging the bus driver to help her. I was like, I can't go through that. I yeah. cannot go through that. So for yeah. me, and you have to think about it. I'm, I was born in, in Port-au-Prince. Ooh, so I, I was born. I, I was born in the poorest country in, in the, the in, in this hemisphere, right? And so because I was born literally in poverty, and then we went to Havana, which was just as broke. So I'm just like, well, okay, we're going from broke to slightly Up, less broke. Grade one, to upgrade two. And I then understand. we went to the hood yeah. on the east coast of. By the time we got to the hood in America, that was you our upgrade. One, yeah, that was your upgrade. I was like, y'all got indoor plumbing. <laughs> like the shit. Oh 
shit. I know it's the toilet on the inside now. I know y'all think this is the projects, but y'all y'all can flush, right? Mm, mm, so because mm. I grew up, <laughs> flush. It was a big deal. We, will. I didn't have indoor plumbing. You don't have to friends. pour the bucket of water into the thing. No, we were bathing in the bucket. So for me, <laughs> as some, I'm being dead ass honest right now, guys. For me, as someone who was not even born in a developed country. And who literally, I, it's a, I'm a mess, is. right? I was born, I was not born in a developed country. There are rich parts of Haiti. I didn't come from none of those parts. I was, I was literally born in a village where we literally showered out of a bucket. And so for me to go from that to then being in the hood and saying, oh, we're in the projects now, but at least we have indoor plumbing, but we're getting robbed every Friday. Literally every Friday we would get robbed. Like, mm. like we, we, we knew if you leave the house on Friday. Hustle. Immigrant as hell, right? By the time I got to the place where I realized that I was smart enough to talk myself into a good education. And I started getting paychecks that could get me into nice places. Isn't that a beautiful moment where you realize you can you can do this? I was like, oh, so check you it. This, I'm yeah. not going back. Fuck y'all. Yeah, <laughs> like right? I'm not going back to the bucket. Yeah. And I, don't, I, I, I I'm never going back. Okay. I now fly. Yeah, I, that bucket, I went from y'all. a bucket to flying first class. So for <laughs> me, and cheer. I want my this cheers to that. Let's cheers to first class. First class always. And let's cheers to all the white folks who judge us in first class. And say, ma'am, this is the first class line as if I didn't. Oh, yes, I have a three. It's for me. Yes. Girl, don't Mm -hmm. even get me started on the. (laughs) Sip, 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 sip. sip. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm. So so that's why for me personally, and I know this is about me, I cannot have a child in the semblance of struggle because I feel like I've paid my dues. Yes, you have. So but I still want a kid, though. Right. So the irony is, you don't want a kid, but if you do have a kid, our kid probably go to the same school. Ooh, they go to the same school, and they actually that would be lit because I would have a parent who is my age, which a lot of people sleep on. Two parents because I, I need a partner. I'm yeah, not right. Two parents, two parents, two parents, two, two parents, two parents. I'm claiming like, that. Two also, of also, 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 it would be like a tag team situation where oh, you need to want me to watch the kids, so y'all can have a little freak sneaky weekend. Okay, come bring them on over. Here. Okay, I may have a little something, something that I need to do. Or so I you're have saying a- that if you do get pregnant. Ew. You just want to make sure that you sync up with me so that our, our kids can be play friends? Yeah, that's maybe. If it, if it happens with you, if it happens with you. Y'all see if that? It ha- no. I just converted her right on the show. Erica and I are going to have babies at the same time. <laughs> Erica's throwing up right now off camera. <laughs> We're going to have babies at the same time. Ooh. They're going to go great school. Yeah, children. I will say this. To yeah. those of you out there who are single moms. Help, help, help me, please. But help, I, I, no, please, Erica, help, I, I want to make please. sure we say this. And then I want to be serious about this. Please, to please. those of you out there who are single mothers, <laughs> I hope you recognize oh that God, as bougie and as opinionated as Erica and I are, we defer to the fact that you are superheroes that we could never be. Um, my mother is uh, single, di- divorced on her own. She made the choice. And then she went to go get her education. You are the Y'all most are revered. Y'all are God bodies. Yeah. I can't do you that. You are the most revered. Oprah Winfrey said, I'm Oprah and I still couldn't be a single mother. Exactly why so, Oprah doesn't have no kids. Give yourself some credit that the thing that I think a lot of black and brown women in particular take for granted mm-hmm. is something that your faves who are running their mouths on social media probably couldn't pull off. Myself included. So mm. I just want to shout out those people out there who didn't have a choice or who didn't make the choice for themselves because they did have the bandwidth. And that you I know don't what? Have. You know what? Also, because y'all are amazing to me. I I, can't, I couldn't be y'all. I literally shout couldn't out do to it, but y'all are amazing. shout out to the single uh, fathers as well. E- exactly. That are out there trying to navigate that space as well. Because I know that you know sometimes it's not always the best situation that you want. But I see a lot of great men out there making the sacrifice and doing what they need to do in order to make sure that their kid is 
loved and know that they're taken care of. No, I I, I love that you said that because I do love a lot of single dads. But we love our single moms more. I just had to... <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Single dads will always get applauded because they're considered rare. Yeah, birds. that yeah, they we're giving them their cookie but that to, we don't need to give them the cookie. No, but, no, but, like, but, but I do want to shout them out. But yeah. I, I, I just want to recognize that a single mother is looked at the, as somebody who, who didn't know how to keep mm, her vagina there's in There's so many negative While stereotypes. While a single father we're is like, oh my God, you have a baby and you're a dad and you stuck around? You want some vagina? So we do love single dads. It doesn't matter if she wouldn't be a single mother if you hadn't left her male companion. No, they, they think that all single mothers are Jezebels and Jeez, yeah. okay, but it would be a Jezebel situation if you hadn't left the mama in the beginning. So to single parents in general, shout out to y'all. We love you so much. We couldn't do it. I Literally, I can't do it. I can't, I have it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say my I'm 30 <laughs> years old. I still, I'm not gonna do it. Because and to those just, of you though, there's a third group. People like us who started off saying they couldn't do it. And then did it. And no, they had a partner or they had the resources and they lost one or the other. So there are people who start off Uh, like us. So for those of you who are widowed or lost all your money. Oh, for the the ones who did what you were supposed to do and they left. For the ones who did what they were supposed to do. Or just passed away. Or passed away. They left you in whatever physical manner that they did. That was you. Yeah, you don't even apply to this. You a whole nother level of I will hold you up and I will lift you up. Before we wrap up, do you know what I'm realizing from this? What I'm realizing from this is the fact that nothing um, makes you more aware of your mortality than parenthood. Because it's funny. My beloveds are starting to pop up with the things that I'm now we got to get ready for that part of our lives. where Yeah. yeah. So because I'm at the age right now where my mother's in her mid 70s. Same. And I'm like, oh, you're about to tap out, huh? Mm-hmm. So this, oh, this is me? Oh, shit. This us? <laughs> this is okay. this so us? I'm a parent. Yeah, right. So it's, it's, it's. Right. It's, be, being a parent or having a parent, something about parenthood, the parent-child relationship. So I will make say sure this. I will say this. Last yeah. one oh, before we wrap up. Um, last one before we wrap up. One of the greatest gifts my mother ever gave me. Thanks, mom. She sat me down early, three, four, five years old, when I was asking questions about death and what is death and like why is my fish not floating and why does the oh, flower down? Okay. Uh huh. And she, because she's a teacher, because she's a Virgo, gave me that look. Everybody has an up and a down, everybody has a beginning and an end. I am going to die one day and I need you to get used to that now because when, if and when it happens, I hopefully it won't happen for forever. Right. But if it does, I want you to hold it together. I want you to be mature and hold yourself and mature into the adult that I need you to be. And so as that, as we approach that point where, you know, I love you, Auntie Carla. Um, I love you, Mom. Where there are issues and things that are going on where I know this is probably got a good 20 years left with each other. I love you guys. You can have Climate. every. Yes, I love it. And we're going to make sure every last one of these 20 years rocks. Um, yeah, tell your children. Get your children ready because I'm seeing a lot of people that are our age that are seeing their people pass on and they're just not ready for it. Yeah. They're not ready for it at all. And this is the inevitable part of life. We can veer way off of some amazing reality shit, but this is also very important. You know, as a parent, I, I really think, hope. I don't think we can veer it off. I, I, really, I, I, think I think this is all in tied in because of the family thing. Yes, very much. I, I think your sexuality is all about connection and your sensuality and your relationship to sex and partnership, it's all about identity and tribe, right? Like right. It's, it's all a survival right. instinct. There's a quote that I was looking for and I wish I had found it in time. Um, I'm going to paraphrase it, but I remember when I was trying to figure out death and I was watching this really great show that's mm-hmm. no longer in there. Um, what is it called? The, uh, 
the good place. The good place. And it was yeah. talking about how that the, was good. I, I used to love yeah, that, that show. show. I'm gonna pull this up right now. For those of you who have not um watched The Good Place, um, go ahead and binge that. That's good binge action for you guys. And it's also really kind of deep. It is. Um it's 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 one of those things where you think you're watching a comedy and then you said then you realize you're literally watching something about philosophy. Mm. Um, and I'm trying to find the quote, but the quote was something to the effect of that when we think of death, think about the fact that we're all drops in the ocean. And then when we die, we're just returning to the sea. Just so in, 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 sea. instead of you just being a single drop, you're just returning to, you're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Instead of just one one place. You River know what I mean? to the sea. And, and it's crazy because that's a, a very Buddhist mindset, by the way. It is. And it so is. like when I think about it, like when my aunt passed away, she she died, but she didn't leave me. She's just now everywhere. everywhere. She's returned to the sea. And mm-hmm. so when you think of death in that way and you've made peace with death, it actually gives you permission to live more vigorously. If more vigorously and without any regrets and fully you don't think about it you're just trying to live day to day and honor every moment that you guys have with each other and with that said i need to go visit my aunt carla in san diego Aww. this weekend I well i love that you were here for this episode girl we're gonna do this like seven more times the way this is going and like so, I'm, this is the point, only person that i like to have interviews with at this point because like <laughs> i don't like people if you haven't you really don't i don't like people which is really what this don't. episode is really actually about erica doesn't like people part two we're gonna figure this out <laughs> All right, I got to do the outro. Uh, I, Erica, I, I want to thank you for being here. Thank um, you for having me. If you ever want to make announcements about your pregnancy, this is a safe space. Girl, I'll safe. have an announcement about my career ooh, before the pregnancy. Ooh, ooh. According to you or God, because you know when God makes, when you make plans, oh, God laughs. Come on, someone. I'm just saying. All right, you guys. She's trying to get me pregnant. This, this episode, I can't get you pregnant. And, but you, she, and I'm just a Casamigos. Don't nobody want me no goddamn way. Don't nobody want me no Don't speak way. that into existence. That's a lie. I mean, who All right, time for the intro. Ready? All right, so I just want to thank you guys for listening to Humanize. This show is sponsored Cheers, by everyone. BlueCentricShop.com, where you can get spiritual baths, intention candles, or even book a tarot reading with me. Yes. This is about to be a lie. I think I'm booked um, for the next month, and then I'm, I'm shut down for the second half of December. So if you haven't booked with me in the next, like, two weeks or so get it in you probably won't get, get me again yeah. till next year yeah um if you like what you heard today please give us a five star rating because apparently that helps the algorithm and subscribe <laughs> to the show wherever you listen to your podcast very specifically on youtube um apple and spotify mm-hmm. and for those of you who want to see the video for each episode early releases and bonus content will be available on our patreon page that's patreon.com backslash bluecentric um a lot of faces have been made in this episode, so <laughs> oh my god, the animation and it took two me emojis, years. yeah, two, emojis. two big old extra emojis. I want to thank you for being so brave. This is so great. Every and time so we do this, this is some real honest, just a great conversation. And for some reason, our careers tend to progress enormously in between these two things. So I think we just need to keep this shit up, sis. And you haven't seen a dick in the air. Hopefully, you won't end the, this year without seeing one. <sighs> I don't really need it, y'all. I don't really I, need I, it. I'm a manifest uh, some, nah, some, you know, some good dick in both of our futures. That's good. at some point. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. We love you. You know, holla at me. Holla at me. I might be picky, but holla at me. It's cool. You can add it like. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts, and... 
Hear the culture. Electric acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.